Welcome to Talking People in Tech. We're here at the uh, Australasian Talent Conference here in Sydney, and uh, my name is David Gazzarotto. I'm joined today by my partner in crime, Jared Cameron. How are you, Jared? Yeah, really good actually. We uh, we're approaching the sort of midday marker, sort of yeah. the halfway point for us for for day two. So three quarters of the way there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know we're we're. Uh, We've had some great conversations um, across a range of top- topics, but this is the one that is one of the ones that I was really looking forward to. So I'd like to welcome our guest Nathan Mondragon from Higherview. Welcome, Nathan. Thank you. Glad to be here. Great to have you here. So um, we've uh, we've known a bit about Higherview and and the journey that they've taken so far, um, and and obviously real innovators in the in the not just in the. The recruiting side, but I think in talent management in general. So, and do you just, analytics as well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For those that perhaps don't know much about Hive, do you want to just give us the quick overview of, of where you fit into into the spectrum of HR tech and, and what you, what problems you're trying to solve? Yeah, absolutely. So, Hireview uh, at its core is a video interviewing platform. Um, 13, 14 years ago, it started. Hmm. Um, in the last four years, it's really taken off, exploded, because the technology's caught up. Everybody has a yep. phone and a mm. camera mm. on their phone now, so you can do an interview wherever you, wherever you are in the world. Um, it, so video interviewing platform is its core, but now we're taking that video data, because we have four million videos in our database, uh, interview videos. Uh, it'll be soon to be five million uh, in October, mm. um, and we're taking that and applying artificial intelligence to it now. So taking a next step yep. to... To, to get beyond just video interview platform. Yeah, interesting, because there's a lot of um, pure play video platforms around that do that job really well. Um, That's right. But I guess that you're now looking at how do you, how do you create more value from the platform. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. We've, we've turned the, we can talk about this, but we've turned the video interview into an assessment yep. by applying artificial intelligence to the data, essentially, um, yeah, right. and then treating it like an assessment and statistically linking it to job performance, turnover, sales, whatever the business metrics are of importance for that customer. Mm. Um, and then gener- we generate a score uh, based on that algorithm that's created. And so it's used as an, used as an assessment. A candidate mm. takes the video interview, artificial intelligence kicks in and scores it, essentially, um, and generates a score. And then they can use that score to process candidates through and make decisions. Yeah, awesome. With you. well, you're... you're um, um, I gather from your your background, you're not actually a technologist. <laughs> your background's more in the I'm an, your, your uh, yeah, psych. I'm an, what's called an industrial organizational psychologist, yeah. uh, occupational psychologist referred to down here. Yep, yeah. awesome. So um, well, why don't you talk to the science of what mm. um, what you're trying to achieve with, yeah, with absolutely. this toolkit? Um, it's, an, it's an interesting perspective because when we talk about artificial intelligence on the video data, everybody kind of gets a little, little queasy. Yeah. Um, because it's they're like, oh, this is not leading. This is bleeding edge science. They think, and it's really not. It's 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 leading edge technology. The artificial intelligence, the ability, the ability to take the video data and elementize it mm. into a million data points, sort of thing. Mm. That's new because of the power of the hardware is caught up and allowed people to to make those mm. extractions of the data. But what we do with it and how we treat it and turn it into an assessment is established, well researched science. Yeah, been around for hundred years. You know, ourselves. So, it's taking all those data points and statistically linking them to job performance. That process and that statistical analysis is well-established mm. research that's been around for decades. What are some of the, the things that organisations are likely to benefit from? You know, mm. having access to those data points and having access to that AI in yeah. the way you're sort of pulling it together. Yeah, yeah there, there's there's two kind of benefits. There's the, the the process efficiencies. So there's the whole time and cost and efficiencies there that the technology provides. Then there's the uh, 
uh, the quality of hire. Right? So if, if, we, if we helped you just get time to hire mm. and didn't get the quality, we could be helping you get bad hires quicker. Yep. That's, not a, that's not where we're at. We need to get the good hires quicker. Mm. So the quality of hires really, really kicks in, and that's where you take whatever pain points that customer has. So maybe it's a, a retail customer, um, and their two pain points are people turn over in 90 days. Mm. They leave too fast. Or they, if they stay, they, maybe they, they have a, what we call loss prevention, theft issues. Right? People are taking product. Um, mm. So you can, we can build algorithms to take that video data to identify the candidates that would have a propensity to steal, turn over early, sell more, perform more. Wow. It's amazing that you can get that level of information out of a video, right? I mean, you start thinking about the applications <clears throat> outside of just a interviewing potential scenario and you know, you're actually starting to say you've got an algorithm that could potentially apply to all types of video. You yeah, know, I mean, obviously right. it would need some tweaking, but you're know, sort of starting to think about that concept of what can we read from someone. I presume it's a lot to do with body language. It, yeah, it's 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 taken. Um, you get about 15 minutes of recorded data from a candidate in their video interview mm-hmm. on, on average. You take that information, we analyze every word and phrase that's given. So, uh, natural language processing kind mm-hmm. of analysis, audio analysis, what their voice sounds like, and the inflections as they go through that 15 minutes, and then facial analysis called mm. micro-expressions in the face. So it is emotion. Yep. Right? You're looking at emotions in the face. Every frame of video is a different micro-expression or mm. set of expressions that you tag and categorize. And that's sort of some of the well-established research. There's, wow. It goes bad. I mean, you think of, uh, <laughs> think of uh, Steamboat Willie, uh, Mickey Mouse. Mm. Uh, when they created those cartoons way back then and the, before we were probably alive, yeah. um, you can look at the cartoons and their facial features are given certain expressions and emotions. And they, they, they created them to be, to be, to be emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been turned into a, a well-established field of research of what facial expressions indicate from a personality and emotion perspective. That's what we're using mm-hmm. to to do the facial analysis part. Tell you what, if you could excuse me, I'm just going to switch off the Facebook Live here because I'm really concerned about what you're going to do with this video and <laughs> what it might tell it you about me. can't see your face. You can oh. only see half of mine and you're all of Nathan's. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and we'll just make sure we stop at 14 minutes and 30 seconds and then they won't have 15 minutes. I won't of have the data there set. There you go. Oh, we, can, we can hack this system. Nathan, is this so, used in criminal investigations, for example? Just think about a parallel. You know, it, you know? it could be. Uh, not with us, but it could Obviously, be. Obviously, but yeah. Your, your data's not. Let's make that very clear. Right? No. <laughs> you're right. not passing Correct. this on to CIA? No, I was just sort of thinking about, you know, <laughs> you, you think about when someone's doing interviews, you know, for the same purpose as opposed to hiring people, but in, in a criminal context, yeah. you know, yeah. could the same kind of algorithm yes. apply in that scenario? Yeah. yeah. yeah amazing and, and to see. No that. doubt it does. Yeah, I'm sure it does, yeah. 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 We're going into territory that's probably a bit. But actually, if, if I can, maybe I, we should segue at this point because um, there's a couple aspects around video I do want to explore, and I think this okay. probably touches on your world in a number of ways. One is. Um, Let's let's go to the privacy and the concerns people have about what's happening yeah, with our good data. Question. And um, you know, I flippantly was just saying we don't pass that on to the CIA, etc. But there's there's got to be an element of innate resistance that people have around that stuff. How do you guys work with that, overcome it, or perhaps? You know, it's no different than a candidate taking a paper and pencil test hmm. when they apply for a job and they take a psychometric exam. It's the same data. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's treated like that. So. Hmm. Instead of getting 200 questions answered on a paper and pencil test, we're getting 25,000 data points that we treat like a test. Mm-hmm. 
and the data is treated the same way from, yeah. a, from a privacy and, and you know, yeah, okay. perspective. So you don't so. distinguish from what other sources would be. No. You don't treat things differently. You don't have to necessarily treat things differently. Correct. The other angle on this same, same sort of um, topic is um, how natural are people, and this is, this is to the psychologist in you, mm-hmm. in that you know, they're, they're, they're put on the spot in terms of video mm-hmm. interviewing, some people are naturally okay with that stuff. Yep. Others may not be. Yep. From I guess from the science and the psychology behind it, um, could there be some some lack of authenticity for one of a better term, or is it? Or it, do we cut through that? Yeah, kind of again though, parallel it to a traditional face to face interview. Hmm. Right? Hmm. So that's what, and that's really what they're going through. Right. They're just yep. sitting at home doing it on a recording, recording it on a laptop or their phone. Um, but they're told to treat it as if they were face-to-face doing an interview with somebody at the company. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with that said, you'd be surprised with what some people do. Yeah, <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what they wear or whatever it might be. We have a whole category of kind of funny videos. Um, but the algorithms, when we build it, since it's custom-built for each customer to link to their performance data, mm-hmm. the algorithm doesn't care what you're wearing what your eye contact is with the camera, you know, that kind of stuff. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it databases that information, but it only cares about the data, data elements that link to the performance data or the turnover data. Right. Yep. Um, so we've seen a lot of call center employees. Well, if you met them face-to-face, you probably would not hire them. Mm. You'd probably be a little bit more concerned because they, they don't have any eye contact. They, yeah. Yeah. They're kind of that 35-year-old guy living in his mom's basement playing video games. Yep. As a, as a, you know, a visual for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when they get on the, the video interview, the computer's only looking for the data elements that link to who's going to be that good call center employee. That's amazing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we met a lot of call center employees mm-hmm. that look and feel like that and probably would not have been hired mm. if they had just walked in for a face-to-face interview. Excuse we were with one. Oh, sorry, Jerry. I was going to say, but is, is the reality when they get into those organizations that actually... They're bulletproof. They're great at the job. It, it, like they succeed in the job. Yeah, yeah. The, one, and the, the, the examples I'm kind of talking about, they've been rock stars. Yeah. Right? So they're the ones we go out and we're like, let me listen to some calls of your best of best, of best call center employees. And then I, you meet them yeah. you know, like, that night and day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if I had brought my own biases in when I met that person, I probably would have not hired them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you hear them on the, you hear them on the, on the, on the call and they're, they're the best of the best. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. We, um, I mean, this, this, the topic of bias and how we address that has come up in a number of the mm-hmm. interviews that we've done. Um, I coined a term yesterday that it's about naked recruiting, which is a nice marketing kind of thing. <laughs> For me, that means we're actually, we're actually not looking at the natural things that tag people and, you know, where, whether that's the way they dress, the way they, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the sorts, the way they represent themselves in the contexts. We're trying to get to the essence of the person mm-hmm. without those lenses, right? And, and so, obviously, right. we're not looking literally at naked recruiting, particularly with higher view. That would be really challenging. Yes. Um, <laughs> but the concept <laughs> itself, um, do, do you align with that? Yeah, it, it's um, it, again. It kind of goes back to the same process of how you build the algorithm, but the the biases that we bring in to the decision-making process, mm. I think of just when we look at CVs. Mm. I mean, mm. somebody, if, I, if we handed out three different CVs, mm. I'd focus on maybe GPA. You'd focus on what school they went to, yeah. and, mm. and you'd be looking at, you know, they had a, a, a gap, yeah. year, a year gap in their experience. Yeah. Uh, why, why is that? All three of those pieces of information are completely irrelevant when it comes to who's going to be the better employee. 
Yeah. Um, and we've done, we looked at 11,000 resumes the other day that we have and job performance data and everything else. And we found that the GPA that they indicated was 10 times less predictive than the, than the professionalism of their email address. Wow. <laughs> so if it was if it was Miss Fuzzy at AOL, yeah. not a very good email address, but if it was, you know, Kevin Wheeler at atc.com, um, that professional email address was 10 times more predictive of success on the job than GPA of college. Yeah, that's fascinating, yeah. isn't it? There's yeah. a lot and of colleges that would be very nervous about those sorts of stats. There's a, a, lot of our, a lot of our customers, uh, big banks, you know, et cetera, that do a lot of college recruiting have basically done away with the CV review and yeah. the campus visits. Mm. They're basically saying, come on in and apply through the video interview, yeah. and we'll apply the analytics to it. Mm. Then we could care less what school you yep. come from, GPA, mm. et cetera, because the, the research they've done and that we've helped them do shows that it, Ivy League school mm. doesn't matter. Mm. Interesting. Yeah fascinating stuff. I think the bias topic is a really, I mean, it's a really complicated one to try and navigate. And because I think if you sort of look back and you go, what's the easiest way for most organizations to recruit? And they fall back on something that's straightforward. They can email a CV. That's pretty simple. You can check that out on your phone. If you're a manager and you're out and about, you know, it's a, it's a simple way for them to sort of operate. But mm. it's actually not effective. It actually makes the process worse. It does. Yeah, yeah it adds a step and it's not at all predictive. Um, yeah. You, you show two resumes that are equal. I and mean, there's a lot of research that's been looking at this stuff. And you show two equal resumes, but the name is John Smith or Mary Smith. John gets chosen two times, two times, you know, twice as much. Mm. It's, a, it's a gender bias, yep. and it's it's nothing to do with nothing yeah. to do with the job. Must admit, we're pretty much pretty much dropped CVs out of our recruitment process yeah. now. People send them because they're used to sending them, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you can't help it. People do it. Although, to be fair, probably our process still asks for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we focus far more on the conversation. We have a we have someone that does a ten minute initial conversation with them. It's yeah. over the phone and just. It's an initial kind of, do they feel right or not, mm-hmm. sort of conversation, yeah. and go with that. Um, but I've had really mixed experience of interviewing people real-time over video, and it doesn't have, mm-hmm. I haven't been using something with an algorithm that is assisting me or, or that interviews them first, and then I see it. This is just an interview over video. Yeah. And uh, I've really found that some people really struggle with it, and some people feel really natural over it, and mm-hmm. there's probably still bias in it. You know, I'm sure there's still bias. I'm still getting an impression of that person based on what I think yep. uh, but yeah I still feel like there's you know it's still a barrier for some people isn't it mm-hmm. you know, getting yeah. in front of the camera yeah, yeah well it is um, it, but people get comfortable pretty quick yeah right? I mean we every video interview that we do for the recorded ones the what's called asynchronous right it's, it's a one way yeah um, you give them an icebreaker question and you can yeah. see it's like they have 60 seconds to respond and it's like tell me about yourself what are your interests whatever it is um, 15 seconds in they're a little nervous 30 seconds in they're easing in by, by 45 seconds they're like mm. forgetting that there's a camera there and they're just talking Chatting about away. themselves yeah. yeah telling their story yeah well, it's the one topic we all want to talk as much about as we can, right? As ourselves. Well, that's a nice segue. Why don't we talk? Why don't we get you to talk about yourself, Nathan? <laughs> if you, 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 obviously, um, we we touched on your background, you know, in terms of the science and, and the psychology mm-hmm. background. Um, what what drew you to the sorts yeah. of organisations you've wor- worked yeah. within? It's, it strikes me that you're almost in the perfect place. Yeah. Right now, um, <laughs> yeah. but you've, you've I've seen from LinkedIn you've tracked a career through several of the recruitment-based tech companies and, and assessment companies. Um, mm-hmm. Talk me through the sliding doors that got you into yeah you know, yeah talent. my my history. I mean, I've always been in assessments for the most part mm. since day one out of grad school. Um, but I learned early on that 
assessments and by themselves are only half of the half of the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's assessments and technology combined. So I've always been in that combining technology with assessments. And in '96, we built the first online assessment ever delivered right. um, for hiring purposes at Coopers and Library. Yep. So I've always been in the thick of it. When I saw what. Uh, what Harderview was doing, because I've known them for about 10 years, mm. and they called eight years ago when I was running, starting the assessment practice at Taleo, and they were like, hey, we've got this video interviewing thing. I'm like, yeah, no, I, 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 you don't need me to write video interview questions. Um, but they called three years ago and said, we're generating and creating this AI kind of approach and breaking down the video data, and yeah. here's what we're doing. For me, the, the light bulbs are going off. I'm like, this is the future of assessments. This is going to turn the assessment market kind of, you know, with an AI approach to it, um, to be the IO person helping to drive it, make sure the science is right mm. and the research is right and the numbers are correct versus just a data science driven approach. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they don't speak the same language. Uh, yeah. so to be part of that, to bring it, bring it together, it was, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get to hire you quick enough. Yeah. When I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Compelling yeah. reason, isn't it? I mean, are you, are you sort of are you starting to recognise that actually is there a lesson that you can take from Highview and can you apply that to some of the other testing? Yeah, if you sort of think about your career and where you've gone and you're seeing this great new emergence of this new technology, do you see that flowing into other testing practices as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a, a, a company in New York um, called Pymetrics and they, they're applying neuroscience They've created games, cause there's a, and that's part of the neuro, neuroscience field is they have these games that they, and they track certain things from a cognitive perspective. Um, and it started by two neuroscientists. And they, they, they've taken the games, applied that with the AI, the artificial intelligence on the back end, and they're generating an assessment now. There so it's go. an AI-driven gamification assessment. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so, again, I mean, that's, that's where you've got to go with assessment, right? I mean, if, what you're really saying mm-hmm. here is if mm-hmm. you think about the traditional psychometric 300-point right. question test yeah. that you sit down in a room with a pen and paper. Those days are limited. Yeah, because yeah. actually, you know, we were talking before this. I know it wasn't in the podcast. We were talking about the bias that can even exist there. Yep. You know? That's right. That's, right. that's so, actually what I'm going to talk about this afternoon is some of the it, it, traditional assessments have bias into them. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, racial racial differences on cognitive ability tests. Yeah. It's... It, it's, it's well documented. You're not changing it. Slowly, the gap is closing, but it's it's been decades, yeah. and it hasn't closed yet. So it's going to continue. So those days of the traditional 300 question test or whatever it is, they you only get 300 data points out of yeah. it. With you know our 15 minutes of video data, we're getting a million data points. Yeah, out of it, and 25,000 get scored in the algorithm. So it's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the richness of the of the data you can get with the data science approach mm. um, is immense. What you do with it, mm. that's where it can get scary. Yeah. And if in some companies, I think if they're not following the right practices and procedures to professional standards to make it right, the right research, then it can get scary. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm an ENFP, um, <laughs> and I wear that with, a, with pride. That just means I'm, I'm one of the better people on the planet because of that. Um, so, you know, I don't want these newfangled uh, psychometrics to try and make a different assessment of that. <laughs> I know who I am, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> But that's um, a, a flippant one. But that, you know, the days of just that rather simplistic approach right. to behavioural science and right. like it, yeah. I mean, surely yeah. we've got to start putting that behind us a bit. And yeah, you know, but it, it, it's it, there's a two way road to this, right? I mean, yeah. if people are a good fit for a company and they're passed up for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and I'm going to show you some, some data in my presentation where we're looking at attractiveness. 
the less attractive folks are passed up more often. Mm-hmm. And I've got two case studies. I'm going to show that the, you know, the less attractive folk wasn't hired, yep. but was two times the performer. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of, a, in many cases, it's who you're missing out on. Yeah. You're missing out on those rock stars. Yeah. By the biases being coming in. By human um, nature. Versus, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus focusing on, instead of focusing on the, the wrong hire. Right, a lot of times it's who did you miss, yeah, not who did yeah. you get. Yeah, it's another way to think about it. Right, so so with your 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 profile, I mean, it's it's really comes down to finding the right company and the right job that mm. fits your strengths. So it becomes in my opinion, fit. and having better ways to assess that fit. Yeah, that's right. It's going to lead to better outcomes. Yeah, generally. for everybody. Yeah, right. Because nobody, everybody's been in a job they don't like. Mm. And that so, it, there's nothing worse than having to go to work when you're not motivated. Yeah. yeah. So happy. gone are the days that guys like you and I with hard to pronounce surnames would get missed over because people don't want to have to. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, Cameron. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy. We'll just go to him. <laughs> that's right. I'm sure that still happens. You know? yeah. It must still happen. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, sure. it's really fascinating, actually. I'm really yeah. interested to see, you know, where where Highview takes this, and, and actually, mm. I'm really interested to see this starting to flow into other fields mm. because I think. You know, inherently trying to evaluate people is something that we are asked to do a lot in organisations. Performance management is, sounds to me like it is ripe for the picking, for reinventing ways yes. of doing it. It's going through yeah. that, right? There's yep. these loops that are happening on at the moment to try and mm. make performance management better. That's right. Uh, maybe there's something that can be done or learned from the way that Highview operates and the way you're using your algorithm and the mm-hmm. AI and the data points mm-hmm. and yeah. should make that process better. That's right. You know? That's right. Well, you have, you have um, been innovating around using the technology in in organisation contexts as well, as far as I'm, I understand, the team-based yeah, it, uh, models and, and the like. Uh, yeah, I, did, I did see that at HR Tech, uh, one of the HR Tech conferences last year. With HireVue and, yeah, and yeah, the team-based? Yeah, yeah, it's called our coaching, our, yeah, our, yeah, our HireVue coach. Yeah. Um, so we have the, the hiring hmm. video interview platform with the AI, and then we have the coach, hmm. which is more for you record yourself doing whatever it is you would do on the job and mm. watch yourself and practice, yeah. repractice, repractice. And then somebody else can come in and look at your video and give you timestamp feedback, essentially. Yeah. Um, where we're thinking of applying AI to that, right, is mm. if you could start to profile, let's take as a salesperson. Yeah. And they're mm. practicing their, their, their pitch. Mm. Yeah, and, and we know who the rock star salespeople mm. are at that company and the ones that aren't the rock stars. Um, you profile them with the AI and then the... Now the salesperson going through giving their video, yeah. the AI can give them a you're an eighty percent match with the you know with the superstars. Mm. Way to go! Here's, hip, your, hip, here's your gaps and take your bag and go and start selling right yeah, or or yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, or another one it's you're an eighty percent match with the not rock stars. Yeah, keep practicing. Yeah, I mean we have Could seen take, take your bag and go to the other door, <laughs> <laughs> or you know you know I mean what to work on what to work on. Yeah. So it's, it it's, it's a be, developmental thing. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I know, sure you're, you're more in the positive <laughs> psychology world than. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's an example. <laughs> it's a natural evolution of something that has happened in certain roles. Like if you think about when we hire someone new, we often pair them up with a rock star so they can learn from that person. So right. we ask them to do that, but we don't give them any tooling at all to make it easy. So they sit down, they just see this person selling, and they go, wow, you're an amazing person yeah. at selling. You must yeah. be good at talking. I could never and be like that. Yeah, we haven't actually given them any tools to help mm. them to say, well, how well do you align and match that yeah. person, and what do you need to change? Mm-hmm. And the other place I've seen it, I've been a trainer before in previous years, and we used to uh, film ourselves doing training sessions, then watch it back together and critique each other. And so you know that was something we've done. But mm. once again... 
it was based on our perception and bias of watching that video. So, you know, I really like the sound of, of yeah. actually taking that out of the picture and mm-hmm. getting some machine, you know, using, yeah. getting a machine to do it for you. I think that's right. great. Yeah. And, you know, manager, from a coaching perspective, managers don't want to spend time watching a video necessarily. Mm. If they want to evaluate that salesperson, they want to they be in the field with them, yeah. Yeah. travel with them and watch them live mm. and then give the feedback. I mean, that's what it, kind of way it works today. Mm. Yeah. Um, but to get them to that point, have them practice on, the, on their own with an AI little feedback tool. Yeah. It's perfect. Why not? Yeah. That's great. Excellent. Yeah. Are we going to, uh, going to, going to uh, have Nathan have a crack at our fuel box? Yeah, we're yeah. miles over time, but why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got a fuel box here. This is a, a great little product that um, some friends of mine have actually launched. Um, it's a conversation starter. And this one's an organization one. It's an innovation box where there's a stream of um, categories. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to um, spot a category and I'll pull a random card out? Sure, about organization and culture. Organization and culture. That's pretty natural, isn't it? Yep. I should probably speak into the microphone too to help our listeners. <laughs> yes. Ooh, this is quite nice. How do we exploit our diversity and cross-disciplinary expertise? Say it again. How do we exploit How would you exploit diversity and cross-disciplinary expertise in organizations? Mm. Wow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Since I I live the the higher view world, I did take what we've been doing. Yeah. We've cross-disciplined the IO psychology with the data science folks. And you take two, two disciplines that come at the world in a very different viewpoint yep. and brought them together um, to a pretty pretty powerful team and now pretty powerful solution. Yep. But, uh, so how do you do it? I don't, yeah, it's yeah communication. I mean, <laughs> give me an exa- uh, little example. Um, IO psychologist, when we talk about AI, yeah. we're thinking adverse impact, yep. meaning we've got discrimination somewhere. Data scientists, mm-hmm. when they're talking mm-hmm. AI, they're thinking artificial intelligence. So mm-hmm. they're excited. They're like, you know, we live, I've literally been in conversations with their DS folks, our data yeah. scientists, and they're like, we've got more AI. We got, we, we, we built in the power of this, and we've built up, and we've got some more AI. Yeah. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, oh my lord, I'm going to court to defend this. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah, found yeah. more AI. We want less. Yeah, got to have those open conversations. <laughs> it's so funny how you've, yeah. bought, you've brought together the kind of the human element with the data element. It's, it's actually it's, it's a logical pairing. It's yeah. the classic um, yeah. dilemma that HR's always had. It's yeah. art versus science. Yeah. How do that's we right. how do we strike that balance? Oh. And I think that's what you're grappling right. with. I, it, it, yeah, I couldn't. I'm going to use that actually. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's all yours. I stole it from <laughs> someone probably down the track. Uh-huh. Awesome. Well, I think that's all we've got time for. I'd love to explore this further, but thank you so much for your time, Nathan. Really great to get to know you. It was my pleasure. This was fun. I enjoy it. Awesome. Thank you. Enjoy enjoy your uh, your presentation this afternoon. I really hope that uh, you get a whole Mm. lot of people afterwards bugging you about questions. I think it's really fascinating. I hope so. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.